Hey, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Chris Maloney back with you for another edition of CWN Weekly in the year 2021. Uh, good to finally get to say that, but uh, it is uh, January the 8th, uh, 2021. Chris Maloney, London, Ontario, Canada, uh, coming to you from this cold, cold day outside. I'm rocking the sweater, which usually I'll do uh, during the winter time. Uh, but when it comes down to it, yeah, it's it's kind of cold here in London today. But uh, anyways, happy 2021 to everybody out there. Uh, it's uh, kind of weird to be back on Fridays at 3 p.m. Uh, we've been doing the shows Wednesdays at 3 uh, the past couple of weeks. So it's uh, a little bit more news uh, that coming up this week. But it's uh, it's enjoyable to be back on schedule. I'll tell you guys that. Hopefully everybody had a happy new year. Uh, everything was safe and, and great for them. Uh, but like I said, we are officially in 2021, and I am happy to be saying that. Um, I'm going to start off the show because the last show I had done was a tribute to uh, the one and only Brody Lee. Uh, people know him, of course, as uh, John Huber. Uh, when it comes down to it, uh, he was uh, an amazing human being inside and outside of the ring. Uh, you know, the tributes were absolutely amazing. I got to say, I cried probably leg uh, legitimate uh, about 20 times uh, last uh, last week. Uh, you know, so it was uh, it was a tough uh, a tough show to watch. Um, discuss it with Sean uh, Bates of the Scumbags of Wrestling yesterday with regards to um, uh, just the uh, the tribute show they they put out for Brody Lee. Uh, officially called the Celebration of Life, but uh, it reminded me of Owen Hart when he passed away, Eddie Guerrero when he passed away. Uh, you know, it's but it was it was uh, a great show. And uh, Sean's uh, show yesterday, we had the best of 2020, and that was my best. Uh, that was my greatest event for 2020 was the uh, Brody Lee Celebration of Life. Uh, the cool thing is as well, WB held off. So WWE didn't do much tributes at all. They, they obviously the Monday Night Raw uh, before the tribute show. Uh, you know they, some of the wrestlers had made gestures. Uh, uh, you know and and uh, some of Brody's trademarks, uh, similarities and st uh, stuff like that, like the yeah 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 and the uh, uh, the mustache thing, and obviously wearing the Brody bands and stuff like that. Um, you know they paid tribute in their own way, uh, but when it came down to it, they uh, love world respect for Amanda Huber. Uh, as well as her two sons, as well as the AEW community there. And WB held off. And, uh, you know, once the show was done, as far as AEW went, uh, WB started putting out their own tribute videos uh, on uh, YouTube. I know there's two for sure. One's about 11 minutes in length. Uh, but they talked to any you know anybody from uh, Tyson Dukes. Well, not Tyson Dukes, sorry. Uh, Tyson Kidd, uh, TJ Wilson, uh, to Cesaro. Uh, you know, to uh, obviously Biggie, Xavier Woods, those guys there. Uh, but it's just, it's amazing to see the wrestling community as a whole and uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, uh, you know, media just, um, you know, saying how nice of a guy this guy was and how, uh, you know, the most important thing in his life wasn't his celebrity status. The most important thing in his life was his family, you know, and he couldn't wait to get back home to them. And, uh, uh, you know, it's it's still tough. 41 years old. Um, he was huge in Ontario independent wrestling as far as his name went at one point, Brody Lee. Uh, you know, it's just, I'd always hear about his name. Uh, you know, we're talking about 10, 15 years ago, so to speak. But um, he, uh, you know, passed away way too soon. And uh, I just uh, today actually watched AEW Dark, uh, the clip with uh, a negative one there with Marco Stunt. And then he had uh, cut a promo on uh, Dr. Luther. And it was kind of cool, but I'll get more into that into the show. But the, like I said, this is episode 21 of the show. 
And uh, first comment here, uh, Carl Donald Metcalf had a good year, New Year, first time being here. Well, thank you very much, Carl, for uh, being part of the show here today. Uh, and again, to anybody listening live, and we are on Facebook, Twitch, as well as YouTube right now, uh, feel free to throw up your comments there. And I'll read them on the screen and just any thoughts that you might have as far as the weekend wrestling went. But um, anniversaries, birthdays, uh, like I always do every single show. Uh, so we've got two. And uh, it's hard to believe this guy is 79 years old. But i um, just going to do this here for a sec. I'm still getting used to being back on the air. But uh, uh, birthdays, uh, anniversaries. So where are we here? There we go. Abdul the Butcher, 79 years old, born 1941. So obviously uh, native of Windsor, Ontario. Uh, I was going to go and <laughs> grab a fork and put it behind me there, but I uh, completely forgot about it. But anytime I think of Abdullah, I think of Bruiser Brody, the matches that they, they used to have, and obviously the uh, the notorious fork uh, that Abdullah used to carry. But he's 79 years old today, so happy birthday. Uh, uh, well, not actually, not today, on the 11th, sorry. So happy birthday to Abdullah the Butcher on the 11th. And then Luna Vest Shaw, uh, born 1962, would have celebrated her uh, birthday on the 12th. Uh, so, uh, she ended up passing away August 27, 2010 at the end of 48 years old. Uh, Luna was actually, I think, I don't know. I, I, I believe she wasn't, um, hundred percent daughter of Paul, the butcher Vishal. I believe she was adopted into the family. Uh, but she, uh, you know, performed just as crazy and nutty as the Vishal brothers there. But, uh, yeah, thoughts and prayers, uh, you know, Luna Vishal, like I said, 48 years old when she ended up passing away. Uh, way too soon, but uh, I mean the career that she had, some of the matches, and then uh, Bam Bam Bigelow, her, you know, being his main squeeze, and then the oddities and the, the gimmick there and everything else. So, uh, you know, it's tough losing, uh, you know, wrestlers and wrestling uh, community members and everything else because it's uh, we watch it on a regular basis, so it's almost like they're they're a second family to us as wrestling fans. But uh, you know, it's uh, it, it is tough no matter what age they are at. Um, in saying that. Uh, trend-setting manager Bobby Davis dies. This was uh, announced on the 6th. So I'm going to bring this up from post-wrestling there. Bobby, Dav uh, Bobby Davis, who was one of the first managers in professional wrestling, died on Wednesday at the age of 83. Davis, who managed the legs of Dr. Jerry and Eddie Graham, uh, Gorilla Monsoon, Bob Orton Sr., Johnny Valentine, Johnny Barand, Gene Dubuc, uh, was most closely associated with the late Buddy, uh, Buddy Rogers. Uh, Davis initially tried to enter the business as a wrestler coming up in Columbus, Ohio, which was run by promoter Al Haft. Later, Davis realized he would be more effective outside of the ring than in it. He managed Rogers during the era. He became NWA champion, defeating Pat O'Connor at Comiskey Park in 1961 and held to 1963. Circumstances behind the chains was other promoters wanting more dates of uh, on the champion, which was controlled by Vince McMahon Sr., Rogers dropped the NWA version to Luthez at Maple Leaf Gardens in Toronto, January 24, 1963. Uh, with Rogers after being recognized as the first WWWF champion before losing it to Bruno San Martino later that year. Uh, Davis and Rogers split in 1962. And I'll just go on to say this. Davis found great fortune outside of wrestling as he was one of the same hometown as Wendy's founder, Dave Thomas. Uh, Davis operated sev uh, several Wendy's franchises getting in early with the chain expanding into the thousands and ventured into real estate. And the, uh, the cool thing was I was listening to a podcast earlier today and uh, Dave Meltzer had said that uh, the reason Bobby the Brain Heenan was named Bobby was after Bobby Davis. So, uh, you know, that's uh, how much of an influence he was. 
And uh, they say he played the Elvis gimmick pretty well, which wasn't uh, wasn't necessarily a good thing back in the day. And, you know, until Elvis became bigger and, and worldwide famous, everything else. But uh, thoughts and prayers, uh, family, friends and fans of the one and only Bobby Davis. Like I said, the age of 83 years old. Um, normally, I don't touch base as far as pro sports go as I'm wearing the Toronto Raptors hat. But uh, uh, some sad news as well. And this kind of relates to wrestling. But Hall of Famer Dodgers great Tommy Lasorda dies at the age of 93. Uh, I saw that on Sportsnet earlier today. So I'm just going to bring up the article here. Uh, looks like he had actually passed away yesterday. So last night. Uh, but again, Hall of Famer Dodgers grade Tommy Lasorda dies at the age of 93. Uh, Tommy Lasorda, the fiery Hall of Fame manager who got the Los Angeles daughter, Dodgers to two World Series titles and later became an ambassador for the sport. He loved during his 71 years with the franchise, has died. He was 93. Uh, Dodgers said Friday he had a heart attack at his home in Fullerton, ta- uh, California. Uh, resuscitation attempts were made on the way to the hospital where he was pronounced dead shortly after, shortly before, sorry, 11 p.m. on Thursday. So rest in peace uh, to the great Tommy Lasorda. He's always going to be, to me, uh, L.A. Dodgers, of course. I think he had uh, he had played something to do with Who's the Boss. I think it was an episode of Who's the Boss uh, back in the 80s. And then obviously, you know, he was ring announcer. I think it was WrestleMania I want to say WrestleMania 2. I could be wrong about that, but uh, uh, you know, long life, 93 years old, great career. Uh, you know, just that uh, memorable face, so to speak. But 93 years old, Tommy Lasorda, unfortunately, ends up passing away. So uh, thoughts and prayers there. Uh, we get into news of the week. So 2020 NXT Year End Awards. That's how long it's been uh, since we did the podcast here. So I'm just going to bring that up quickly here. And um, like I said, the last show we had done officially. Uh, as far as the weekly series goes, was uh, December the 30th. So uh, NXT year-end award winners were announced last uh, last week. Uh, so event of the year was TakeOver War Games uh, was the winner there. Rivalry of the year was uh, Adam Cole versus Pac- McAvee. Um, it's hard to kind of complain about that, except uh, I'll, I'll get into it later on in the show. But uh, Pat McAvee, probably the surprise of the year as far as uh, his ability goes. Uh, breakout star of the year was uh, Shotzi Blackheart. Uh, we've got, uh, where are we here? Uh, Tag Team of the Year, Undisputed Era. Female Competitor of the Year was Io Shirai. Male Competitor of the Year was Adam Cole. Match of the Year, Finn Balor versus Kyle O'Reilly. NXT title match, TakeOver 31. Winner, that right there, to me, should have been Feud of the Year as well, even though it was the one match. Uh, future Stars, Austin Theory. And then we go into Overall Competitor of the Year. Uh, between Adam Cole and Io Shirai, end up being uh, Io Shirai. So congrats to her there. But that was uh, NXT uh, year-end awards. And then all of a sudden, we get the announcement last week as well. Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic returns for 2021. Uh, so it might, I think I've seen 10 teams announced, but I think it's going to be 16. Uh, it wouldn't make sense to do 10 teams unless they're going to do round-robin style because the uh, it just wouldn't make sense. But uh, uh, that's announced for next week for NXT. I believe it's starting there. So it'll be the sixth a- annual uh, Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic. 20-plus uh, Royal Rumble events available on the free version of WB Network. So I love this because I am a subscriber and have been since day one. Uh, the downside is, though, the Xbox. So I have the Xbox One. doesn't give you the ability uh, to log in, say, with Rogers Cable, which I have here up in Canada. Uh, so the fact is I, I downloaded the app. So the free version, all you have to do is have a, you know, a username and password. You have the ability to, uh, to stream them. But um, they've got – where are we here? So – Royal Rumbles 1988 to 1997, and then 2009 through 2020, and then where was uh, WB Untold, Ray Eddie in the Rumble, 
WWE Chronicle, Drew McIntyre, and WWE Countdown over the top Rumble moments. I feel like I might have talked about this last show, but uh, anyways, it is the month of January, which is Royal Rumble season. Uh, you'll see on CWNOnline.ca, which is the official website of this show, uh, I will be doing a top 10 Royal Rumbles uh, towards the uh, January 31st mark. Uh, so it'll be 31st all the way down, to, I think, to the 22nd. So the 22nd will be number 10. Obviously, the 31st will be uh, number one for me. So look for that on cwnonline.ca. Like I said, free stuff on the WB Network is always a good thing, especially when I've got the uh, big TV hooked up to the Xbox One there. So uh, behind the gimmick table, Karachi Vice Stampede made an impact on Raj Singh. There's an article on Slam Wrestling right now. Uh, you can check that out. That was released on January 3rd. New Japan Wrestle Kingdom 15 Night 1 Live results. So, guys, if you're a fan of the show, the website, you'll know I always do predicts. You'll, you know I always do recap shows as well. Well, I haven't been able to do the recap shows yet for New Japan Pro Wrestling Wrestle Kingdom 15 Night 1 and Night 2. The reason for it, it's uh, you know life, everything else, but it's I want to be able to watch these matches in their entirety, and they are long matches. And, uh, you know, there's only six matches per show, but when you think about a 35-minute match, a 40-minute match, a 48-minute match, I think at one point, I want to be able to give it the time so when I do the recap, I can do my match of the night and my wrestler of the night. So hopefully in the next couple of days, I'll be able to hammer that out. There is a prediction show coming up tomorrow, which I'll talk about at the end of the show as well. But you will see the predict shows for both of those nights. So night one, night two of Wrestle Kingdom. Uh, but I haven't done the recap shows yet, but they are coming. Uh, the biggest things that had come out of it, though, Obviously, Wrestle Kingdom Night 1, uh, Gorillas of Destiny uh, took over the titles, so uh, they are new champs. Uh, we also had uh, Hiromu Takahashi, who defeated uh, ELP uh, to advance to Night 2. Uh, we had, obviously, Ibushi winning the double championship there. Uh, some of the other big things that came out of it as well is John Moxley, the promo aired, basically saying, you know, he hasn't forgotten about New Japan. He hasn't forgotten about the competitors there. And uh, Kenta, if you're still holding the briefcase, you know, uh, you know, get ready for a fight. So there was a Moxley promo that aired during uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling, Wrestle Kingdom Night 1 of Wrestle Kingdom. It wasn't live. It was uh, pre-recorded from the dojo in the States. Uh, they also uh, made some announcements here. So New, New Japan announces they'll be on USA and UK TV soon. So that is forthcoming. I haven't seen anything further about that, but uh, we, we know it's uh, it's on its way. Uh, New Japan for Wrestling Strong Spirits comes to smartphones in 2021. So a new game coming. Uh, there's, a, I think, a promo right now with regards to Tetsuya Naido. And uh, it's a YouTube video, but you can check that out there. Um, where are we here? Carl Donald Metcalf, another commenter. What do you think of the new WWE 2K WWE game with The Undertaker in the case for the Xbox One? Which one is that? I've got the last one I have is uh, WWE 2K Battlegrounds. That's the last one I picked up. Um, so uh, if you're if you're still with me, uh, let me know which one with The Undertaker on it because I'm, I'm kind of curious about that there. But uh, I'm a gamer. Uh, always pick up the WWE uh, games for the Xbox. And uh, 2K Battlegrounds was uh, interesting this year. Uh, but uh, it's, uh, I mean, it'll be interesting to see if they come out with uh, 2K, I guess it'll be 22 next year, or, th or this year, it'll be coming October or whatever, but uh, uh, some other news here, Ring of Honor and Marty Skrull part ways, uh, that was on the 4th as well, um, obviously the allegations from the Speaking Out movement, uh, we'll have to wait and see what happens, uh, but uh, no longer with ROH, uh, referee Brian Hebner departs the NWA, that happened as well on the 4th. Uh, Access TV and Impact Wrestling present Wrestle Week. Uh, that is coming up for next week. 
uh, with regards to Hard to Kill coming up. So I'm just going to bring up the article here because uh, they released a, a big promo on uh, impactwrestling.com. So uh, just waiting for it to load. So Access TV and Impact Wrestling present Wrestle Week on Access TV, kicking off on Tuesday, January 12th at 4 p.m. and leading up to the highly anticipated Hard to Kill pay-per-view on Saturday, January 16th. I will say this. I'm, I'm liking the, the, the Saturday pay-per-views. I mean, you get used to them with UFC and MMA. Uh, but I'm loving the Impact pay-per-views on Saturdays. So Impact, if you're ever listening to this show, uh, thank you for putting your shows on Saturdays because it's uh, it's enjoyable. Uh, highlights include the broadcast premiere Bound for Glory, a special edition of Impact in 60, an in-depth profile, This is Hard to Kill, badass movie night with the Good Brothers uh, and they're presenting Kickboxer, and then they have the live countdown to Hard to Kill pay-per-view pre-show event. So guys, impactwrestling.com, you can check out that article. I don't think it's up on cwnonline.ca yet, uh, but it will be. But uh, again, it starts uh, Tuesday, January 12th, 4 p.m., all the way down through uh, Saturday, January 16th at 7 p.m. for the live countdown uh, for Hard to Kill there. So guys, check that out. Um Carl Donald Metcalf, it was just announced on 2K Games website. There's a short video for I have not seen that yet. So I'm definitely going to have to check that out as soon as I'm off the air here. But it uh, uh, looks like, uh, yeah, Undertaker on the cover of a new game, which is kind of exciting. I might join because I, I, I always do an intermission during the, the show uh, just to play some promo. So I might actually check it out there. But uh, um, now I'm definitely ex- <laughs> excited. So we'll have to wait and see there. Uh, new Japan Pro Wrestling uh, Night 2 results. Obviously, the biggest things that come out of this is Jay White, what's happening with him. Uh, apparently, he quit Abushi and Sonata to go at it. Uh, you, obviously, we had Abushi retain over Jay White there. But uh, like I said, I'll be doing the recap shows uh, in the next couple of days, hopefully. Uh, interview, Scott Demore talks AEW Kenny Omega crossover. That was on SI.com, so SportsIllustrated.com. That was released on the 5th. Uh, Demore does an interview with uh, uh, Sports Illustrated's Justin Barrasso, so check that out when you get a chance. Uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling New Year's Dash live results. Uh, again, uh, follow-up to that. It's, you know, I can talk about it a little bit because I will not be doing – I didn't do a preview show for, uh, obviously, for uh, New Year's Dash, and the reason for it is simply because they don't release the matches until the start of the show. So uh, there's no way in the world to do the prediction show uh, you know, properly, so to speak. But I'm just going to bring up the results here. Uh, the main portion of it was this. So the main event, Sonata, Tetsuya Naido, Shingo Takagi, Hiromu Takahashi, and Bushi, otherwise known as LIJ, defeated Kota Ibushi, Hiroshi Tanahashi, Rocky Romero, Show, and Master Wado. Uh, so that was a 17-minute match there in the main event. The biggest thing that came out of this was Sonata. So they made Sonata look like the star uh, in the match in LIJ. Obviously, he's going against Kodai Ibushi in the future for the uh, the championships there. Uh, but a uh, big thing there is, as like I said, Sonata was a bigger deal in this match uh, than Naito as well as uh, Shingo Takage. So as well as Hiromo Takahashi, who's looking to uh, uh, jump in, you know, as far as... Um, uh, to try to main event the Tokyo Dome. So it's going to be interesting because Hiromo Takahashi is obviously IWGP uh, Junior Heavyweight Champion. Uh, but when it comes down to it, they've never main evented Tokyo Dome show. So that's what his goal is as far as uh, where he wants to, to go for the year 2022, so to speak. So um, one more comment here by Carl Donald Metcalf. Can't wait for it. I will follow the CWN group from now on. Uh, even if I'm the only <laughs> one in here, it's okay. Um, it's uh, the, the one thing about my show here, CWM Weekly, is I'm not 
I'm big on a live kind of interaction in this and that, but uh, the, the main thing is content. So when you go to cwnonline.ca, you'll see there's a lot of content on there, a lot of uh, interviews, uh, exclusive shows I've done. Um, you know, I, I can see how many people are following me as I'm doing the show. Um, it's important, but it's not uh, it's not the end of the world, so to speak, because I also get the stats of how many people are visiting the website. I also get the stats of how many people are downloading audio. I also get the stats on you know YouTube and Facebook and Twitch and and, and this and that. And for whatever reason, and I'm surprised at this. I was talking, I was, and I was talking to my wife about it a couple of days ago. I was like, I don't get how the prediction shows sometimes or the recap shows are doing so much better than weekly. And when I say so much better, you know, I'll get maybe talk about YouTube, for example, maybe 20 to 30 hits as far as views go on YouTube for like any kind of show I do. And yet some of the prediction shows and some of the recap shows I've gotten over 200 hits for. And I'm like, I barely talked about anything, you know, for more than 15, 20 minutes, but uh, uh, there's no rhyme or reason to it. But when I, when I think about what I'm doing and the interactions, everything else, the interaction, I love it. And uh, you know, thank you very much guys. But uh, when it comes down to it, it's uh, it's the whole group of things is what I look at on a weekly basis. Uh, if I got to make tweaks, if I got to change times, whatever the case may be. But the, the main thing is, uh, I mean, you know, I've told my wife this and I've told other people this as well. As long as I'm having fun with it, that's all that matters. And then, and honestly, that's what it comes down to is, is having fun with this and towards the end of the show i will let you know how much more fun i'm going to be having with this because i put a lot of work on my plate sometimes but uh well we'll talk about that in a couple moments here uh two dot show i think that's how you pronounce it two dot show hosted by aw world champion ken omega uh with special guest kip sabian that was released on the sixth i think it's about 20 minutes in length on youtube as far as aew games goes I uh, haven't seen it yet, but uh, I will watch it probably sometime this weekend. Uh, William Regal announces the first ever women's Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic. Uh, so that came out in the 6th as well. So it'll be the first time ever they do a women's Dusty Roads Tag Team Classic. Uh, from there, NXT TakeOver comes your way this Valentine's Day. So that's the next pay-per-view, so to speak, for NXT. Nick's, Nick Jackson suffers leg contusion on AEW Dynamite. So I'm going to bring up the article here. Because when I was watching the match, I tell you this, I didn't think too much of it. I didn't think, hey, these guys are injured, especially with the way the show ended. Uh, but um, this came out on the 7th. Uh, so yesterday, according to Brian Alvarez, Nick Jackson suffered a leg contusion during an eight-man tag team match on AEW Dynamite Wednesday. An injury he reported he thought he broke his leg at first. Uh, near the end of the match, Jackson got his knees up while taking a 6.30 senton from Jack Evans. Evans landed hard on Jackson's legs with his back which caused the injury he did manage to throw several super kicks and work the rest of the match without incident he was favoring his left leg after the match but still participated in the show closing angle while not physically getting involved uh isn't expected to miss any time at all which is good news for uh, nick jackson there uh but uh yeah the nature of the beast so to speak as far as the wrestling business goes uh but i didn't think too much of it watching the match and all of a sudden you hear about that but uh good news his leg is not broken which is great uh some other big news uh, taking place. Damian Priest at WB call imminent. Uh, SmackDown debuted next. Uh, that came out yesterday. So apparently they're going to make him best friends with Kevin Owens. And Kevin Owens was kind of like, this doesn't make sense. And uh, obviously Roman Reigns got involved and said, you know what? It honestly doesn't make sense. So I'll see they nixed it. But uh, apparently Damian Priest losing this past uh, Wednesday uh, was basically his swan song. He is being called up. Uh, Rhea Ripley, somebody else who lost this past Wednesday, is being called up as well. Um, I don't know if they'll both end up on the same brand, but for the last I heard, I heard Damian Priest is going to Raw, and it makes this more sense to put Rhea probably on 
I'd probably say Raw as well because you get Charlotte over there. But Charlotte can switch brands because she's tag team champion. But uh, we'll have to wait and see. It's kind of interesting. Uh, Britt Baker versus Thunder Rosa pulled from AEW Dynamite. So that was coming up on night two for New Year's Smash. Reason for it, Thunder Rosa had contact with somebody who's got COVID. Uh, so it was a precaution. They're, they've nixed that match there. Uh, re-signed by ROH this week, Mark Haskins, Mark Haskins, sorry, Bandito, Amy Rose, Bateman, Brian Johnson. So ROH starting to lock up their talent there, which is great. Um, so two other things. Uh, before I go into highlights for the week. So top 10 wrestlers of 2020 was released. And we talked about this on the Scumbags of Wrestling show yesterday. And this was kind of surprising there. Um, but, uh, you know, it's um, it's their opinion. And I don't <laughs> necessarily agree with it. But it, it is what it is. So uh, it was. Uh, it's, I saw this yesterday. And so I'm going to talk about it today. But uh, not in length or detail. But uh, number 10, Eddie Kingston, which was amazing. Because here was a guy who was fighting to get on TV. And all of a sudden now he ends up being uh, number 10. And obviously his promo and the match with uh, Moxley, the feud with Moxley was absolutely great. So Eddie Kingston, number 10. Roman Reigns, number 9. Uh, Kota Ibushi, number 8. We've got number 7 being Io Shirai. Number 6, Bailey. Number 5 is Kenny Omega. Uh, number 4, Tetsuya Naito. Number 3 is Drew McIntyre. Number two is uh, John Moxley. And then number one, which was surprising, was Sasha Banks, Wrestler of the Year for Sports Illustrated there. Uh, so congrats to those guys. Um, like I said, the the list, I might not have come up with the same list, but, uh, uh, you know, it, it is uh, it is Sports Illustrated, so you can't really argue too, too much. But uh, uh, anyways, that being said, last little uh, piece of news, uh, which I read just before, the, or sorry, saw, I saw just before I went on the air here. Uh, doubt Jay White will extend his contract to New Japan for wrestling. WWE believed to make be making a strong play right now. Uh, so that's going to be interesting because I think it was Meltzer I'd listened to, and they said oh, it's not a big deal. Uh, it's a, it's promo because of uh, COVID in, in Japan and them probably having to shut down again as far as shows go. And then all of a sudden, another news website today comes out and says that about Jay White and WWE being interested. So it's going to be, it'll be interesting to see what happens with Jay White. And the thing is, um, he is young. He, I mean, I've had the opportunity to see him once in my life and he fought Tyson Dukes in the main event at a smash wrestling show. And, uh, you know, I was like, okay, who is this guy? And all of a sudden he ends up over there in Japan, the bullet club, the new look, everything else. And I'm like, holy crap, if I can go back in time and, you know, basically, uh, you know, land an interview with the guy or I get his autograph or get his picture or whatever the case may be. I had heard about Jay White, but to know where he's gone and, and to know what he's become since that and to know he's, I think, still in his mid 20s or something like that. He's a young guy. So if WB gets their hands on him. They will either ruin him or push him to the moon. So hopefully if they get it there, you know, if they sign them, they push them to the moon. So, uh, Carl, uh, Donald Metcalf, again, one more question. What do you think of Canadian wrestling elite out of Winnipeg, Manitoba? Um, I'll tell you this. It's, I've never had the opportunity to see it live. And I know, uh, Danny Warren, hotshot Danny Duggan has hit, uh, Northern Ontario. I want to say, and obviously with COVID and he always does his tours, like the, the CWE always does their tours. Uh, so guys, yeah, I, I tell you this, I've been following uh, independent wrestling in Canada for the better part of 20 years. Like it's, it's up there. I think 2002 is when I really started to, uh, you know, see Canadian independent wrestling for what it was. Uh, you know, the promotions that existed back then, uh, when it comes down to it, uh, CWE Canadian wrestling's elite 
has been one of those mainstay promotions that's always been out there. And they put on these tours, like these massive tours. And, and you know, especially with Facebook and everything else, you can kind of keep track. But they put on like 10, 15 shows at a time. So um, they are a mainstay in Winnipeg. They are and not just Winnipeg, but Saskatchewan, Manitoba, uh, Saskatchewan, Alberta, Northern Ontario as well. Uh, props to them. Uh, you know, for everything that they've done as far as Canadian independent wrestling goes, um, you know, Danny Warren, uh, you know, I think it was about uh, a year or two ago, he had that accident, uh, psychosis of all people end up saving his life. And, uh, you know, uh, it's uh, tough to see, uh, you know, uh, moments like that happen in wrestling. Obviously, the Buffalo Brothers here in Ontario uh, touched a lot of us when that happened. But uh, it's to me, it's one big, uh, you know, wrestling family, one big wrestling community. But uh, CWE, I'd probably say top five as far as Canadian wrestling promotions go, uh, you know, and I can go into others as well. I might have to do that as soon as uh, COVID's done and we can get back into Canadian independent wrestling. Uh, but uh, we're all being hit right now. So it's uh, it's unfortunate, but uh it is what it is, and we have to have the patience to wait it out. But, uh, yeah, CWE is one of those promotions I'm looking forward to when they do uh, return full-fledged because I know the abilities of uh, what uh, Hotshot Danny Doug and Danny Warren can do. Uh, last little bit of pro news before I get into highlights quickly. We got uh, Broken Skull Sessions taking place this coming Sunday, uh, featuring Bailey 8 p.m. on Sunday on the WB Network. So, guys, check that out. It will launch on demand, so you'll be able to watch it sooner. But if you wait for the premiere, it'll be 8 o'clock on uh, Sunday night there. Uh, Raw highlights, Legends Night, obviously. New Day in, uh, defeats Miz and Morrison. AJ Styles defeats uh, Elias. Almost kick was uh, absolutely cool. See a giant kick like that. It reminded me of Andre the Giant back in his early days. Uh, Evans and Royce uh, defeats uh, Flair and Asuka, thanks to Ric Flair interference. Uh, Matt Riddle uh, defeats Lashley. Brooke, uh, Dana Brooke defeats uh, Shayna Baszler. Orton defeats Hardy. Lucha uh, Brothers defeat the Hurt Business. Uh, Non-titles, of course, and so no titles switch hands at any of these matches. McIntyre defeats Lee in the main event for the championship, so he ends up retaining. Goldberg comes out, does his thing at the end of the show. Uh, Legends featured that night were Hulk Hogan. Uh, he opened the show, and then he had a promo, I think, with Drew McIntyre, if I remember correctly. Uh, Teddy Long announced that The Undertaker was going to face Miz and Morrison, which kind of cracked me up, but uh, Teddy Long just being Teddy Long. Uh, we had backstage promos as well with the big show and Mark Henry with Randy Orton. Uh, Randy Orton making them look like they're old, kind of, uh, you know, just uh, done. See you later. You know, you shouldn't be uh, here anymore. Um, Melina was uh, uh, part of the backstage segments. Uh, she was with the uh, Lucha House Party there. Uh, Tori Wilson uh, was part of it as well. She was, I think, chatting with, I think it was Mickey James. I want to say Sergeant Slaughter. And then... Um, uh, the uh, the dude uh, Garza comes in and then Slaughter, you know, basically puts his foot down and the R Truth comes in, wins back the twenty four seven championship. So that was that for Raw. There, it was kind of cool. They did good ratings. Wise, I'll talk about it in, a, in about a moment or so. Uh, AEW Dark highlights seventeen matches include negative one and Marco Stunt, negative one and Doctor Luther. So guys, if you want to watch seventeen matches more of AEW, check it out, of course. But uh, if 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 nothing at all, check out uh, the. The negative one stuff that was done uh, between himself and Marco Stunt and uh, himself and Dr. Luther. And uh, it, the cool thing was about AW Dark this week, if you go on to YouTube, AW's account, they have broken it down into segments so they, you can don't have to you don't have to scroll the YouTube video, so to speak. You can find out every individual segment and just pick and choose what you want to watch there. It's uh, very interesting. And I'm curious because now I kind of want to do that for my shows, but uh, I'm going to have to look into that there. Uh, Impact highlights. Crazy Steve defeats uh, Casey Navarro, Blake Christian and Ace Austin in a four way. Uh, TK. So Tony Khan, Tony Giovanni did a promo. Uh, there was a Bullet Club. Uh, I'm calling them Bullet Club officially now. Uh, anything that has to do with Omega and the uh, 
uh, the Good Brothers there. Uh, there was a bus segment then backstage. And then the surprise of the night. And, dude, I'm waiting for World Junior Hockey to start. And Impact Wrestling's on. I was like, all right, I can watch an hour and a half of Impact Wrestling before World Junior uh, Hockey Championships start. So I was hoping to see everything that was great uh, before I had to switch the channel. So I'm going to do this. I'm going to go and I'm going to bring up this picture here. And it's absolutely freaking amazing. So this is what happened this past Tuesday. So you see the guy on the left. Um, everybody's favorite Cody Diener, you know, the, uh, uh, if you see his shirt there, the redneck renegade, so to speak, uh, you know, Mr. DDT, uh, Mr. Uh, you know, uh, 24 seven giver, um, that is the Cody Diener I know. And it, it, it's not even the Cody Diener I was ever officially first introduced to, but that is the Cody Diener I know from like the past couple of years. You know what I mean? And then you look at this guy on the right and it's like, holy crap, dude. It's like, what the heck happened to this guy? I mean, it's one thing to shave your head. You can see in the picture on the left-hand side, um, you know, the amount of hair he had. And then you look at the beard. Okay, and then you look at the right side and he has shaved head and the beard and everything else. I'm like, oh, my God, what a transformation. And then the ring gear changed as well. So absolutely incredible to see that moment on TV. And like I'm marking out on my on my Twitter feeds and I'm like, holy crap, Cody shaved the head. And then all of a sudden I look close. I'm like, holy crap, Cody shaved the beard, you know. Uh, but uh, it's going to be new and interesting, especially him being aligned with uh, Big Joe Doring as well as Eric Young. And they have a history, uh, you know, between the two of those guys as well. But uh, absolutely amazing to see uh, Cody Diener and the, the transformation he went through. So uh, in saying that, Diener and Doring defeats Cousin Jake and Rhino. Uh, Diener ends up hitting, I think, a low blow and uh, Cousin Jake hits the DDT. And then that was the end of that match. Uh, we had a Deanna Perrazzo, Taya Valkyrie segment, uh, Havoc and Nevaeh. Uh, defeats Jordan Grace as well as Jazz and the tourney to advance. Then there was a Bullet Club bus uh, bus beatdown. Uh, so the faces, Rich Swan and the Motor City Machine Guns got their butts basically handed to them. Uh, debut of Susan. So Father James Mitchell had tried to resurrect uh, Sue Young or Susie and end up with Susan. So check that out, impactwrestling.com. Uh, completely different look for uh, for uh, Sue Young there. Uh, Matthew Palmer defeats Moose in a three-minute three minute challenge. We get promo for uh, Ethan Page and Karate Man segment, which the match taking place at Hard to Kill. And then uh, Eddie Edwards, uh, Sammy Callahan, Alicia, and Ken Shamrock segment at the very end to close the show, which I did not see because, like I said, World Junior Hockey was on. Our ROH had Flip Gordon versus Bandito and Mark Haskins taking on Jay Lethal and never-before-seen matches as far as the special episode goes. Uh, MLW highlights the Von Erics defeats the, uh, the Dirty Blondes in a bunkhouse match to retain. Uh, Leo Rush defeats uh, Myron Reed, uh, become the new world uh, middleweight champion uh, there. Uh, Mads Kruger versus Alexander Hammerstone for the National Openweight Championship and in a no contest. But MLW starting to make their dent as far as Wednesday nights go. Speaking of Wednesday nights, AEW New Year Smash highlights. Uh, Bucks and SCU defeat TH2, uh, defeat TH2 in the acclaimed in the opener there. That's where uh, Nick, Jacks, uh, Nick Jackson had his uh, injury. Uh, we get a John Moxley promo. Uh, which was great. First time he had been back since the uh, the title, uh, you know, switched hands there. Basically saying, Kenny Omega, he's coming for you. Uh, we get a uh, Chuck Taylor Miro backstage segment where all of a sudden they set up a match. And Miro says, if you lose, I'm going to make you my young boy, which basically means I'm going to make you my, you know, my, my slave, so to speak, for uh, a month or so. Uh, Wardlow defeats Jake Hager. A good match there. Uh, then we get Mar uh, Matt Hardy, Private Party Snoop backstage segment. 
which to me was unnecessary for Snoop to be there at all. I get nothing against his work as a rapper, but the fact is he should not be in the wrestling business. Uh, TNT title weigh-in uh, took place next. So Darby Allen and uh, Brian Cage, 100 pound difference between the two of them. So it'll be interesting to see Darby uh, go into this match, I think, next week. Uh, Cody comes out with Snoop Dogg. Uh, we got Matt Seidel uh, in the match with uh, Cody. Uh, Cody ends up winning, and then Snoop Dogg comes out with the uh, tadpole splash, so to speak, on Seidel post-match. Uh, so it was interesting to see Snoop Dogg look like he might have uh, about fallen on his butt, uh, but he managed to uh, to get himself set up there and uh, had come down the best he could. But uh, the guy is like 6'10 or something like that, so it was interesting to see. Uh, uh, sorry, Hikaru Shida defeats Abaddon in uh, what was interesting match. At one point, Abaddon dragged her, I think, under the ring. And the next thing you know, Shida comes out and she's bleeding from the neck. And you see Abaddon with just this, this mouthful of blood. So it was an interesting moment. But uh, Abaddon's a unique character, but uh, Shida with the win. And then we get Kenny Omega uh, defeating Phoenix in the main event. And the most important thing that for, happened from there that people have seen for the past uh, almost 48 hours now is the Bullet Club uh, reunion. So basically, you had Kenny Omega... Uh, alongside Gallows and Anderson, who were there at uh, AEW. The Young Bucks all doing the two-sweet symbol in the middle of the ring to close the show. I think there's a, a t-shirts available right now, ProWrestlingTees.com already, but it looks like Bullet Club for Life is happening. It'll be interesting to see where they go with this, uh, whether or not they call themselves the Bullet Club. I don't think they're able to unless they have uh, some kind of deal with New Japan Pro Wrestling, but um, it'll be interesting because Tony Kong's very unique in the way he's uh, dealing with business. Uh, buying copyrights to songs, so to speak, uh, doing what's best for the business. You know what I mean? Uh, so it wouldn't honestly surprise me to see the Bullet Club name actually being used in AEW, which would be absolutely phenomenal. Uh, NXT highlights. Uh, we got uh, Damien. Oh, no. <laughs> the name's confused, Eric. We got Kill... Names confused again. Karrion Cross, sorry, <laughs> defeats Damian Priest, but like I said, it's a swan song for Damian Priest. I'm loving Cross. Cross, it, I, since day one, I saw him at Impact Wrestling TV tapings a couple of years ago, and the guy is just a beast. And uh, one of the nicest guys, too, as far as social media goes, like I post his stuff, and he's uh, he's liked and commented on some of the stuff I've done. So, uh, yeah, but uh, he's just a beast down there in NXT. I can't wait to see him out with that championship again or to move him up to the main roster. He is in his late 30s, I want to say. So, uh, you know, TikTok, so to speak, but uh, I can't wait to see him in the main roster there. Uh, Santos Escobar defeats uh, Grand Metallic to retain. Uh, we got Zia Lee uh, defeating Katrina Cortez, so she made a return. Uh, Gonzalez defeats Ripley, like I said. Uh, Ripley's on her way up as well. Last woman standing match. Kushida and Blackheart defeats Gargano and LeRae. I'm loving this because I'm a New Japan Pro Wrestling fan. People know that. And Kushida going for the NXT North American Championship, I think, is going to be phenomenal. And then main event, Finn Balor defeating Kyle O'Reilly to retain. Uh, last little bit as far as uh, highlights go. NXT UK, so uh, Noam Dar's Supernova Sessions ended with Ben Carter and Jordan Devlin getting into it. Uh, Ginny defeats Piper Nevin to become the number one contender yesterday. And then Jordan Devlin in the main event defeats Ben Carter. So good showing by Carter. And uh, Jordan Je uh, Devlin still the quote-unquote NXT Cruiserweight champion. So raw, sorry, ratings this week. I'm getting ahead of myself. So ratings. Uh, raw, 2,128,000.68 in the 18-49 demo. First for the night on cable. So Raw did well. 
especially with the legends. But Hulk Hogan, Ric Flair usually does that for them. AEW, 662,000.25 in the 18 to 49 demo, 48th for the night on cable. NXT, 642.16 in the 18 to 49 demo, 68th for the night on cable. Uh, when I say the, the say, for example, the 68th for the night on cable, it means uh, the the demo, so to speak. So it's not necessarily anything else, but it's that demo. Uh, main reason for it, and I'm not going to touch base at, at all, really, with regards to this, but everybody knows what happened on Wednesday down there in the uh, United States. So when you take a look at the, the stats, at the ratings, so to speak, when you look at it, when you look at the news channels and you look at those timelines in between eight and 10 o'clock at night, even going through to 11 o'clock at night, the news stations got, you know, uh, a lot of good ratings. Like I'm talking 6 million views, 4 million views, so to speak. So it was tough to contend um, as an NXT show, as an AEW show. And AEW obviously was uh, a New Year's Smash night one. NXT obviously was New Year's Evil, but it's tough to compete, uh, you know, against the news when everything took place on Wednesday there. Um, SmackDown preview tonight, Street Profits defend against Rude and Ziggler. Biggie defends against Apollo Crews tonight, so that's been released for SmackDown. 205 Live, didn't see anything at all before I went on the air. Uh, New Japan uh, Pro Wrestling Strong is previewed for tonight. Road to Lions Break Contender begins. We get main event, Brody King, Logan Regal, Sterling Regal versus Team Filthy with his uh, JR Kratos, Danny Limelight, and X. And when I say X, it's a mystery partner. It hasn't been revealed. Uh, last little bit before I head into uh, a little bit of talk about uh, Canadian independent wrestling is MMA. So George St. Pierre on uh, December the 30th on potential comeback. <laughs> Put it this way, a uh, short little sentence. I'm too old for this. So uh, St. Pierre is good as, I'll tell you this, he's in very, very, sorry, he's in really, really, really good shape. Uh, he looks different from what he used to look like. He's got hair going on now, but he's still in fabulous shape, but he says he's too old for this now. Uh, uh, UFC debuting on ABC with the first show of 2020. Uh, so that was released on uh, January 4th. Uh, UFC Fight Islands cards to allow limited number of spectators. I'll believe it when I see it. But they're saying for the UFC uh, Fight Island events, uh, basically there's going to be spectators, which I figure is probably going to be family members in this and that. And the last little bit of news, UFC fighter Rivera arrested on attempted murder charges in Florida. That was interesting to hear about. Um, but um, this comes courtesy of TSN.ca. UFC fighter Erwin Rivera was arrested Thursday on two counts of attempted murder, according to an incident report obtained by ESPN. He was booked just after noon Eastern uh, after being apprehended by Boynton Beach uh, Police Department and is being held without bail per online jail records. Boynton uh, Beach Police Department spokesman Stephanie Slater told ESPN that Rivera is accused of stabbing his two sisters. Jeez, so that is unfortunate there. But guys, that is it for pro wrestling as well as MMA, mixed martial arts. So if you're familiar with the show, you're going to see me get rid of some of these graphics here, which I believe is going to be this one and this one. And uh, I'm going to play uh, a promo or two and uh, maybe check out that that uh, that wrestling uh, news that uh, uh uh, Carl had uh, talked about earlier and then uh, come back and talk about some Canadian independent wrestling as, as, as well as some big news as far as the website goes. Uh, so guys, sit back. I'm going to get a drink of water here and I'll be back momentarily. Hey, wrestling fans. It's Sean from Scumbags Wrestling. Have you checked out our latest t-shirt design? It's inspired by our friends over at London Comic Con. Nigel Lewis of NCL Studios came up with this amazing design of a comic book cover. It features 22 stars of the Ontario Independent Wrestling scene, including Cody Diener, Jody Threat, 
Casey Spinelli, Tyson Dukes, Brent Banks, Tarek, Sebastian Swab, Halal Beefcake, graduates of the Tyson Dukes Wrestle Factory, and many more. You can get your t-shirt for just $30 or buy the poster for $15. Proceeds from this sale are going to go to Sick Kids Hospital in Toronto on behalf of Stephen's Wrestling Journey. Stephen's an 8-year-old fighting carry malformation and they're searching for a cure. You can contact me either through our Facebook page, Scumbags Wrestling, or email me at scumbagswrestling at gmail.com. Get yourself a great t-shirt with an amazing design and help a wonderful cause at the same time. So contact me today and get your shirt or poster. Are you a pro wrestling fan? Do you want the latest info on shows and the stars that appear throughout Ontario? Are you looking for information and insight into the independent wrestling scene? Want interviews and information on the big leagues? Then you want Knights of the Squared Circle with Ryan Knight on Coyote 103. Ryan has his finger on the pulse of wrestling in Ontario on every level. And he brings that to you every Sunday at noon. Listen for your wrestling fix with Ryan Knight and Knights of the Squared Circle. Sunday at noon, only on Coyote 103. Hey guys, welcome back to the show. So great promos there from Sean Bates of the Scumbags of Wrestling, obviously featuring his uh, t-shirt as well as poster for uh, Sick Kids in Toronto on behalf of Steven's Wrestling Journey, and then promo there as well by uh, Mr. Ryan Knight, uh, Knights of the Squared uh, Circle. So uh, uh, guys, uh, thank you very much for the promos. Uh, I love playing uh, anything like that on the air. Uh, so if you're a podcaster, uh, anybody related to Ontario Independent Wrestling, Canadian Independent Wrestling, uh, you know, feel free to uh, email the show feedback at cwonline.ca or just get in touch with me and let me know you've got a promo and we'll work it out to be able to play it on the show here. So this is the part I like to talk about what is known as hashtag we are CIW, which simply stands for we are Canadian independent wrestling. So if you go to that hashtag on Twitter, Instagram, social media, Facebook, you type in that hashtag, you'll be able to see anything I've done as far as Canadian independent wrestling goes. Uh, you can also go to the website that's down below there. So Canadian independent wrestling.ca that forwards you to the group which is on Facebook, and I believe right now we're just under 430. I think 428 is what I saw there, but it's a free group. Basically, all set up just to be able to promote your gimmick, promote your uh, your, your promotions, your, your podcast, uh, anything that has to do with Canadian independent wrestling. Uh, the only thing I ever asked is just keep it clean. You know, don't attack anybody else in the in the uh, uh, on the group there. But uh, like I said, Canadian independent wrestling.ca forwards you to the group there on Facebook and feel free to promote the, you know, the, the, the crap out of anything <laughs> that you have. I mean, I do it here with CWN because it's related to Canadian independent wrestling, of course. Uh, but uh, a lot of podcasters in Ontario will do the same thing if you have a new clip on youtube uh they'll do the same thing as well but it's it's nice to see everybody from british columbia all the way down to the maritimes promoting uh their stuff and uh, it's letting uh, it's also letting people know what's out there as far as canadian independent wrestling goes uh so it's so kind of weird still not to be able to run down shows but uh, like i said uh, earlier on patience and perseverance and getting through this is is the main thing but um, as far as stuff that goes online that some of the stuff that i find interesting that you can go to cwnonline.ca and check out is uh, some of the promotions work on youtube so uh, for example unlisted episode 14 that was uh, that came out on the first so that was uh, produced by Superkicked uh, wrestling there in toronto uh, the chem valley show which is new episode number seven featuring brian white 
uh, was uh, released on the first as well. So Brian White is the uh, a counselor down there in Sarnia, I believe, and uh, Lambton County. But he is also a, uh, he was also trained by Tyson Dukes at the uh, uh, the Tyson Dukes Wrestling Factory there. So uh, check that out. Uh, Big Ben and Friends podcast episode number twenty two. Uh, Brutal Bob Evans was his guest on the sixth. Uh, Vidcast thirty one featuring Masha Slamovich. <laughs> I love that name, Masha Slamovich. Uh, on the 7th, uh, that was released yesterday by the one and only George Mackay of um, Straight Talk Wrestling, of course. Uh, episode number, thir- uh, so, so, not 37, 73, Carter Mason versus Corey Stone versus Lionel Knight versus Scotty O'Shea versus Space Monkey. Uh, that was released yesterday as well, Bordertown Pro Wrestling. Uh, they do a weekly series, so every Thursday for them. Uh, George Mackay does, I think, Thursdays as well. Uh, Big Ben is usually kind of sporadic, so it's... Um, uh, when he releases, it's uh, it could be anywhere from like uh, two o'clock in the afternoon till ten o'clock at night. Uh, but he does great interviews there. Ken Valley, like I said, is new, unlisted. Uh, usually has a habit to do on a Friday, so you might see episode number fifteen come out tonight, I believe, if it's not already out there. Uh, MPW Into the Layer episode eight gets released on Thursdays as well. So this was episode eight called the Blake Cannon Experience versus Ty Jackson and a Mystery Partner. So that was released yesterday. Uh, episode number seventy-eight, Bearded Bull versus Mike Forte. Uh, was released today just before I went on the air here for the show. That's part of uh, CPW Wrestling there. And, oh, and of course, uh, Scumbag to Wrestling, episode number 136 took place last night, and it was the uh, 2020 year in review, and uh, I was part of that yesterday alongside Sean Bates with Scumbags of Wrestling and Mr. Stephen O'Neill. So it was fun. Uh, we talked wrestling news. Uh, we fixed uh, Sean's audio issues. Uh, talk some New Japan for wrestling and then went into the uh, year in review there. So it was finally about two hours in length, but you can find that on cwnonline.ca on the main page, as well as the YouTube account for CWN online. And you can find it in the independent section as well as uh, I think hashtag CWN online there on YouTube. So guys, like I said, CW, uh, sorry, Canadian independent wrestling.ca. Uh, check us out there forward you to the group and uh, let me know what's going on as far as uh, independent wrestling goes. Uh, in your area, but like I said, it's uh, Canadian Independent Wrestling.ca. Uh, when it forwards you to the group, just promote, promote, promote. That's what the group's for. Just uh, keep it clean. Um, Sean, of course, <laughs> uh, FWT every Wednesday at six, greatest mid card champs. So people don't know what FWT is, it stands simply for Fantasy Warfare Tournament. And I say tournament because I am East Coast and that's the way I grew up and that's the way I say it and I get made fun of by my daughters for it. But uh, yeah, Fantasy Warfare Tournament uh, taking place every Wednesday at 6. Uh, Sean had said, like I said, great, greatest mid-card champs. You can find that out on YouTube. Uh, you can go to the Scumbags group as well. So um, I don't know if I've got... No, I don't have it. I, I'll have to do it for next show. But uh, uh, Facebook.com forward slash groups forward uh, slash scumbags of wrestling. You'll be able to check that out there. I think Sean had another comment as well. Oh, yeah. This week in history, every Thursday at noon. Uh, so we were talking about that yesterday. And uh, Sean was like uh, basically went, wanting to hammer out a time, so to speak, uh, to have a set date. But it looks like he's got a set date now. Uh, so this week in history, every Thursday at noon, that's going to be on YouTube as well as part of the Scumbags of Wrestling channel. Uh, you can find all the links, of course, uh, cwnonline.ca uh, for the Scumbags of Wrestling. And then basically it's basically playing hopscotch to get to uh, go where you need to. Uh, but that is featuring Sean Bates of the Scumbags of Wrestling as well as Chris Jones, Christopher Jones, Jonesy. Of, uh, um, I, don't, I don't think he has a website. Just Scumbags, uh, Scumbags, jo- Scumbag Jonesy. 
<laughs> we could call him that. But uh, anyways, uh, yeah, Jones does his best to uh, tell everybody with regards to uh, history and wrestling, uh, you know, birth dates, uh, major dates, uh, uh, stuff that, uh, you know, that you never even think ever happened. But, uh, yeah, it's a great show. So check that out on YouTube as well. Um, one thing I got to keep in mind is to slow myself down. Sometimes I get going. It's like, uh, I'm feel like I'm stumbling my words, but, uh, that is it for Canadian independent wrestling. So, um, where are we at? Not as, not bad time wise as far as where I want to be. So, um, well, I'm going to do this next. I don't think I've done. No, no, I do too. Ah, there we go. So guys, if you listen on audio, <laughs> I'm on video right now and I'm kind of switching graphics and everything else. So if you hear me kind of not making sense at all, it's it, watch the video and you'll, you'll understand where I'm at. So um, I produced, I shouldn't say produced, but I, I launched the 2020 CWN Awards, uh, not as soon as I wanted to this year. And I'll tell you this, the voting sucked. Uh, so I was like, you know what, I'm going to call an audible. So I still want to do it. Uh, but I'm going to do it with myself and Sean Bates of the Scumbags of Wrestling, uh, CWN contributor, of course, who's been with me since day one as far as CWN goes. And we're going to give our thoughts on the CWN awards. And I'll, I'll do an official page uh, to post the winners. And uh, and then, but then next year for 2022, uh, for the 2021 awards, obviously, I'm going to do a vote, but I'll get it out there a lot sooner. Uh, so that is my fault entirely. But I still wanted to do the awards because I mentioned them here on the show. As well as I, I think it's uh, you know it's it's a cool thing to recognize and honor uh, anything that's gone on this year, especially last year. So uh, promotion of the year for me, um, you know I'm going to do it backwards. I'm going to I'm going to go the other way. Uh, Canadian MMA Fighter of the Year for me was Anthony the Genius Romero, 2020 record. He had three wins. Pro record he is nine and zero. And Dana White would not sign the guy for UFC because of the fact is he said he couldn't finish. Uh, and he said he's got a lot of uh, a lot of uh, room to grow uh, to become a major star, but Dana White would not sign him for UFC because he felt he was still too young and still learning. Uh, he didn't basically want to see him uh, burn himself out. But uh, Anthony Genius Romero, like I said, my MMA fighter of the year, Canadian MMA fighter of the year at that. He's uh, based out of Welland, Ontario. Uh, Sean's got no pick for that because Sean is not a big UFC fan. So, uh, uh, you know, uh, I'm... Uh, uh, Fine. <laughs> I'll try to teach him about uh, MMA UFC sometime this year. Uh, Canadian Journalist of the Year, we both said the same pick. Uh, so it is John Pollock of Post Wrestling. Uh, my reason for it, and uh, maybe on the website we'll we'll give reasons why we picked these guys as well, just a short little blurb or whatever the case may be. Uh, but my, reason, my main reason for John Pollock is because of what everything that happened this year. Um, he's maintained his website. He's maintained his interviews. He's done everything he possibly can to make that website still exist the same way it always has and to even be stronger. Uh, I'm one of his patrons as far as uh, their Patreon account. And, uh, you know, I, I love supporting these guys. Um, have the honor of seeing them, I guess, 2019 at this point, uh, right before SummerSlam. Him and Wei Ting uh, do a, a live show, and I've got nothing but respect for him and Wei. Uh, but for everything that he does for that website, yeah, Journalist of the Year was uh, John Pollock for me as well as Sean. So uh, right there. Uh, Canadian Moment of the Year uh, for me and Sean, and it was hard for any Canadian to argue this, was Edge returning to wrestling. Uh, so WB Royal Rumble 2020, which seems like miles and miles and years and years and years ago. Uh, but that is the Canadian Moment of the Year for both of us, Edge returning to wrestling. Uh, Canadian Match of the Year. So we differed here. Sean's was Kevin Owens versus Roman Reigns. WB TLC, Tables, Ladders, and Chairs 2020. Mine was Kyle O'Reilly taking on Finn Balor at NXT TakeOver 31. So uh, I'd like to see anybody at all try to argue with that. But uh, 
Anyways, it's my show, so you're not arguing with me. <laughs> uh, where are we here? Uh, Canadian Tag Team of the Year. We both picked the North. Hard to argue with those guys either. Uh, 380 days was their reign as champs for the first time. Uh, so how do you argue that? It's uh, it's kind of sad if uh, Ethan Page actually leaves Impact Wrestling, doesn't sign a new contract, but it's, uh, uh, again, for everything they accomplished. And to have that dream match with the uh, Motor City Machine Guns was phenomenal as well. So the North for both of us there. Uh, Canadian Female of the Year. Uh, for me, it was Natalia. Uh, hard to argue um, with some of the names I saw as far as uh, Canadian uh, women went. Uh, you know, some of them were, you know, some of the, the obviously they were re- relevant. Like you had the Rosemary's and the Taya Valkyries and the uh, uh, Chelsea Greens and the Alley, so to speak. But Natalia was always a mainstay throughout the whole entire year. You know, you think about back to WrestleMania and she was in that match with Liv Morgan all the way through to, you know, still being relevant on SmackDown there. So I had to go with Natalia. Sean went with Taya Valkyrie, which is hard to argue with that as well. I mean, you think about it this way. She's coming up to Hard to Kill taking place next weekend and she will be facing Deanna Perrazzo for the title. So she was one of the longest reigning, I think, not one of them, but I think she was the longest reigning Impact Knockouts champion of all time. And now to be relevant against Deanna Perrazzo, I mean, it's hard to argue with that. So I went Natalia, Sean went uh, Taya Valkyrie there. Uh, Canadian Male Wrestler of the Year. Uh, again, we uh, we differed opinions, but Sean went Kevin Owens. Uh, hard to argue with that as well, because you think everything Kevin Owens accomplished this year uh, with regards to uh, Seth Rollins and the WrestleMania sign all the way through to uh, ending the year against uh, you know Roman Reigns TLC match uh, for the Universal Championship there. So hard, tough to argue with that. But I went Kenny Omega, and it's tough to argue with that as well. Omega won the AEW World Tag Team Championships at the beginning of the year on the Jericho Cruise uh, and then ends up in winning the AEW World Championship. Obviously, the, the screw job with Don Callis there, but he still ends up winning two championships last year. So Canadian Male Wrestler of the Year for me, Kenny Omega. And then Promotion of the Year. Sean went NXT, and it's... Uh, tough to argue with that as well for everything they've done for the matches that they've produced uh, for going from a basically a one hour show on, I think it was one hour show on the WB network into a two hour broadcast live on TV. Uh, you know, obviously competing against AEW, but uh, they wanted to be on TV. They wanted to give it a shot. NXT is as is, is hungry and as strong as they've ever been. And this is with the pandemic uh, going on. Uh, but I can see why Sean would have picked NXT. I went with New Japan Pro Wrestling simply because of this. When they came back, they went and they came back full fledged. Uh, they still put on their tournaments. They still produced some of the greatest matches that I've seen. Uh, you know, they still took chances with putting like the championship on guys like Evil. Uh, but the fact is, when you think about the Kode Ibushis, uh, even the Jay Whites, uh, the Tetsuya Naidos, the Hiroshi Tanahashis, the uh, you know uh, Kazuchika Okadas, the Will Ospreys, all those guys there, they've all played into it. And then when you think about the tournaments that have happened as well, uh, yeah, promotion of the year has to go to New Japan Pro Wrestling. So that is it for the CWN Awards. And like I said, I will have them posted on the website probably sometime this weekend. Uh, so guys, check that out there. Um, from there, what do we got left? Oh, yeah. This big old thing that happens in 10 days and i am excited and it's going to be a lot of work to uh to put on the show i want to uh, just simply because of the fact i'm a little bit borderline ocd so i like to have everything as perfect as possible but guys if you don't know what i'm talking about i'm going to do this i'm going to shut down this and i'm going to where's the other one there i'm going to shut down this and i'm going to do this i'm going to play two no i'm going to play you know what i'm going to play 
I'll play one commercial, talk about it, and I'll do play the other commercial as well for the time being. But this was stuff that has been released already, so it's it's nothing new. But if you're seeing it for the very first time, it will be new to you, and I will discuss it fully here. So, guys, uh, sit and watch this. So I just kind of realized I didn't give it away right there. So I'm gonna I'm gonna do this one and then I'll give it away. So guys, here's the uh, the second one here. There we go, officially. So CPWHOF stands for the Canadian Pro Wrestling Hall of Fame, uh, presented by CWN. So, of course, CWN, CWNonline.ca. Uh, but there is a website as well for the Canadian Pro Wrestling Hall of Fame, which I'm going to show everybody right now. Um, we are 10 days away, so it kind of crept up on us, uh, but in a good way. So in saying that, it's uh, I'm going to try to go full screen. I'm going to eliminate these two for now just to be able to show you guys properly. And maybe get rid of that top one as well. Yeah, there we go. So, guys, on the screen right there, you've got the Canadian Pro Wrestling Hall of Fame website. So, uh, you can see, I think you can see the name up top there. No, actually, I don't think you can, but uh, cpwhof.ca or cpwhof.cwnonline.ca. Uh, but uh, the main uh, website address is cpwhof.ca. So, there's the website on the screen there for you. The very top 2021 class voting about staff contact uh, CW on online it's, that will take you to the website there. Uh, so since we've uh, you know agreed upon doing this, uh, we put out uh, articles on the website themselves uh, just to be able to give people a heads up of what's going on. So you get your welcome message there, which was October 21st, 2020. Seems like a long time ago. Uh, all the way through the first four categories announced or to be announced on CW on weekly episode 10. Uh, and obviously you saw you guys saw the videos there. Uh, we announced our first four categories. Final four categories to be announced episode 11, which we did announce as our final four categories. And then we go vote now and then basically voting has concluded. Um, so when you go up here, you go to the 2021 class. I'll go more into detail just in a second here. Uh, but here are the categories here. Uh, legend category and you saw these in the, in the promo videos I had done dedicated Canadian pro wrestler that completed competed prior to 1980 and excelled in the business uh, voting is obviously concluded for all the categories but the voting went on from November the 1st all the way through to November the 30th so it was one month of voting to decide all of this uh, male wrestler here dedicated to a male pro, uh, Canadian pro wrestler uh, that excelled in the business female wrestler dedicated to a female Canadian pro wrestler that excelled in the business tag team uh, you know, dedicated to a Canadian pro wrestling tag team that excelled in the business. Sharpshooter, which is a unique category, as well as Siren, dedicated to a male Canadian independent wrestling with the potential to excel in the business. 
the siren dedicated to female Canadian independent wrestling with the potential to excel in the business. MMA dedicated to a Canadian mixed martial artist that excelled in the business. Um, I am an MMA fan. I'm a mixed martial arts fan. I have been since UFC one back in like 94, I think it was. Uh, so I wanted to pay tribute to MMA, to mixed martial arts uh, doing this. So that's why this category exists here. Uh, honor category, which is dedicated to Canadian journalist, manager, promoter, referee, trainer that excelled in the business. Uh, that was an important category for me as well to have included. And then category nine to be announced on Monday, January 18th, 2021. Uh, so um, that right there sums up our category. So we got nine different categories coming up. I'm just going to stop the, uh, the, the share screen there. I'm going to go back to the, the graphics here. Um, Canadian Pro Wrestling Hall of Fame presented by CWN, simply put, was decided upon because of the fact CWN turns 12 years old on the 18th. And in saying that, I wanted to do something that was um, that made the website, uh, you know, a, a little bit more better. It made the website a little bit more prominent, so to speak. And Sean's been a wrestling fan since like the early 80s. I've been a wrestling fan since about 1980. Uh, so we have a lot of knowledge, a lot of basically, you know, hours of TV that we've watched, so to speak. And in saying that, it's with the website and how much attention to detail I have sometimes. And like I said, borderline OCD, I think uh, the fact is I wanted to do something else. We do our podcast, we do the website, uh, but I wanted to do something, uh, you know, to, to kind of cement the legacy of how we feel about certain people, how we feel about certain uh, stars. Uh, so obviously the, the tagline that goes along with CPW HOF is honoring Canadians from coast to coast. And, and that's what I wanted to do. Um, in saying that when we talked about it, it was like, kind of like, how are we going to have this happen? What are we going to do? Okay. We're going to do a live show January 18th. So next Monday, not this coming Monday, but next Monday, January 18th from seven till 9 PM will be a live show to announce the winners, to announce the, uh, the, the recipients of the, the awards and, and finally introduce that ninth category, which I'm very proud of there. But we're like, how do we do the voting? How do we do this? How do we do that? And how do we make it fair? And how do we make it? And I told my wife this yesterday. It's like, how do I make it something uh, that 10 years from now can still remain relevant, can still remain, uh, you know, the, the way it should. And, uh, you know, we don't necessarily have to babysit. We just have a format that we can basically build from and maintain. And in saying that, uh, the reason I say that is because how do we do the vote? So, in the beginning, there was three of us that did the website. Uh, and when I talk about CWN, it was it used to be called Canadian Wrestling Network, which is hence CWN. Um, but I was like, you know what? The, one of the guys is no longer part of CWN. Uh, so I think it's fair that uh, Sean should have a vote. I should have a vote. And then we should do an online vote to see where people are at. But Sean's vote should not count more than my vote. My vote should not count more than Sean's vote. And our vote, uh, you know, combined, so to speak, should not count for more than the online vote. So the ratio wise, so the, the way we did things ratio wise was this. Um, I have 30% of the vote. Sean has 30% of the vote. The online vote is 40%. So it's not like I can add my vote to Sean's and have 60. It's basically 30, 30, 40. So the online vote is the only one that technically matters. So the winner of the category, so to speak, I hope I'm explaining this okay. Uh, the winner of the category, so to speak, is either going to win with a 40% vote, which means online voted for them, but myself and Sean did not. 70% vote, which means online voted for them. 
Sean voted for them and I did not or vice versa. 100% of the vote, which means that the online vote matched my vote, matched Sean's vote. So that's how it works. You're not going to see like a 51% ratio or like a 72% ratio or anything like that. You're not going to see my vote overpower the online vote. The online vote is always the way it's going to always the way it's going to be and all it's going to be always uh, I'm stumbling right now but it's always the vote that's going to matter the most and i had somebody comment uh with regards to the voting and why did i make it ip specific to facebook well it's you don't go to a voters uh you know a, a voting ballot station so to speak and go and uh cast your vote for say a liberal uh 10 times over you vote once you know what i mean and it's there so it's like Everybody has Facebook and everybody has uh, one usually account with Facebook. And so I was like, you know what? I'm going to do this through Facebook. People can vote once. I'm going to make it as legitimate as I pos you know, as possibly can. And we're not journalists. You know what I mean? We're fans. But as a fan, I wanted to do what I could to make this as real as possible. So January 18th, 2021, which is nice to say, this becomes reality. And uh, the votes have been tallied. We, uh, you know, we know all the winners for the uh, the eight categories there. The ninth category will be officially revealed on that show. Uh, I take a lot of honor and pride in, in being able to announce that ninth, ninth category as well. Um, I probably will not rock the baseball hat or the, the hoodie. I probably, I'm not going to shave, I tell you that, but uh, I'll probably look a little more spiffy. Uh, try to find one of those uh, um, clip-on ties, so to speak. But uh, uh, we are taking it seriously. So it's Canadian Pro Wrestling Hall of Fame presented by CWN. And uh, like I said, it'll be uh, the 12th year anniversary officially on January 18th of CWN. Uh, so I, I couldn't find a, a better fitting more time to be able to do that there. Uh, so uh, I've got a lot of work ahead of me in the next 10 days, but we will be seeing uh, posts on social media such as Facebook, Twitter, as well as YouTube, as far as maybe some uh, promo videos, wink, wink, um, as well as, uh, you know, just uh, uh, stuff that going on uh, for the next 10 days to uh, to build up to that, that magic date of January the 18th. I've got some interviews lined up as well. Uh, you won't see those before the show, uh, but uh, uh, with regards to the show itself, going seven to nine on a Monday night, uh, obviously uh, some people can't do the show that night live. So some of the stuff will be pre-recorded. Uh, but it's my job to make sure the uh, the show itself, the Canadian Pro Wrestling Hall of Fame, uh, you know, our, our first inaugural um, uh, dedication towards it, uh, it, you know, goes properly. So uh, with that being said, I'm looking forward to the next week, the next 10 days. But you'll see every promotion on CWNOnline.ca as well as the uh, CPWHOF website as well as social media for it. So uh, guys, check that out. But like I said, very proud of the fact that we were able to do this and uh yeah, it's um, it's uh, interesting, and it's uh, it's our way of saying thank you to uh, Canadians for what they've done as far as pro wrestling and mixed martial arts goes. Um, yeah, so that is it as far as that goes. Um, what else we got here? So CWM predicts taking place tomorrow at 3 p.m. I don't know if it's going to be live, but it's going to be Impact Wrestling Genesis 2021. That'll be 3 p.m. Facebook, Twitch, as well as YouTube. Um, if I go early, it's always on Twitch uh, just to get the recording out there. Uh, but it'll be a 3 p.m. premiere on Facebook and YouTube if I can't go live and uh, it's just uh, family commitments and stuff like that. Uh, CWM recap taking place tomorrow, Genesis 2021. Uh, that is always live anytime I do recaps unless it relates to New Japan Pro Wrestling happening at like 3 o'clock in the morning. Uh, but that'll be tomorrow at 11 p.m.-ish, depending on when the show goes off the air. So you'll see CWM recap doing Genesis 2021 tomorrow. 
Uh, episode number 22 of this show takes place January the 15th. So next Friday, 3 p.m. live Facebook, Twitch, and YouTube. So guys, check that out next Friday. And of course, like I said, 2021 class Canadian Pro Wrestling Hall of Fame presented by CWN January 18th, 7 p.m. live on Facebook, Twitch, and YouTube. And look for all the heavy promotion going on on the website as well as social media. So guys, that is it for the show today. Thank you very much for watching and listening. Uh, any of the comments that came our way as well. Uh, if you're on YouTube, hit the like, subscribe button, Facebook, the same thing. Um, if you're on audio, uh, I don't know too much about liking and subscribing. I know, I think Apple uh, podcast has a, a like feature, uh, but guys check that out and then uh, show me your love. Let me know that you're out there and uh, I do appreciate it. But uh, yeah, this has been episode number 21 of CWN weekly. Like I said, we'll do the uh, prediction shows, the recap shows uh, tomorrow, episode number 22 next Friday. And uh, hopefully I get the uh, new Japan uh, wrestle kingdom 15 recaps out there as well. And then, like I said, January 18th, CWN presents uh, Canadian pro wrestling hall of fame, uh, you know, live Facebook, YouTube, as well as Twitch. Uh, one more comment here. Uh, Carol Donald Metcalf, anytime. See you at the next episode. Thank you very much for watching and, uh, and listening as well. I love the, uh, the, love the comments as well as uh, bringing new viewers, uh, you know, up, up on the show here. Um, check me out at Chris Maloney CWN. That is my personal accounts as far as wrestling goes. Uh, so YouTube, not YouTube, sorry, Twitch, not, I am on Twitch, but I never broadcast on Twitch. Uh, Instagram, uh, Twitter, as well as Reddit. And uh, you check me out there. So at Chris Maloney, CWN. Uh, but this has been a long show. I've got daughters coming with pizza in the next uh, couple minutes there. Uh, so I am going to log off. But guys, it's been a blast. I uh, love being back doing this uh, on Fridays again. And uh, look for, uh, like I said, the prediction and recap shows coming up uh, tomorrow, as well as uh, the uh, next episode, episode number 22, coming to you live next Friday. So until then, thank you very much for watching and listening, guys. And we'll see everybody again. And take care and have a great week.